Well, ridership is up. We're going to take a look at those numbers. But as well, TransLink is launching a new initiative. It is to encourage employers to subsidize transit for their employees. It is called the Transit Friendly Employer Certification. And to tell us more about this and how it is going to work, we are joined by TransLink CEO Kevin Quinn. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. This is a really interesting program. So hoping you can tell us more about the transit-friendly employer certification. How is this going to work? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we just yesterday launched our transit-friendly employer program to, you know, really help make uh, employee travel throughout the region easy, affordable, and and climate-friendly. And so what we're doing is we're partnering with uh, organizations of all sizes across the region, really encouraging them to provide uh, subsidized uh, transit passes for their employees. And, And in exchange for this, We'll give them a, a kind of stamp of approval, right? A certification that they are a transit-friendly employer. Uh, and so we're really excited about this. And so what would they actually have to do then? I know it's different depending on the size of the company, but how do companies actually then take part in this? Yeah, that's right. So we're asking em- employers to um, pay at least 50% of the cost for a, a monthly or a stored value compass pass. Um, uh, large employers need to enroll 10% of their staff, small employers 25% of their staff. Uh, and so in, in, in doing so, I think, it's, I, I think it's a great tangible action that, that companies can really take, organizations can take to really show that they're doing their part to combat climate change and, and congestion, which we know is a, just a growing problem in our region. And so if companies sign up then, and like you said, so if they, the larger ones, so a company with more than 200 staff members sign up at least 10% mm-hmm. of their employees, smaller ones, 25%. How do you kind of check that? Or how do you know that a company has met those thresholds? Yeah, so we, we work with them to, you know, verify that. And we look at the programs that they have in place and their, their policies that they have in place and work with them to just kind of verify that, that they're doing that. Um, and then, uh, you know, we stay in touch with them and, and we're going to really be evaluating this program uh, over the next year to take a look at how many uh, employers are signing up, how many employees are sort of affected throughout the region to really uh, gauge the success and the impact of this. And we think it's, it's going to have a great impact. And, and how would it work as well if you have employees, say, some employees that have a monthly pass because they maybe commute a bigger distance and other employees that maybe or maybe work at home part of the time as well. So only really commute, say, a couple of days a week or employees that only use stored value on their cards and, and commute maybe a couple times a week. How, how will companies then know how or how would it work then to subsidize at least 50 percent? Yeah, I think, you know, every it's a great it's a great point because every rider is different uh, and, and traveling different times, uh, you know, throughout the week and throughout the month. And so we we look to employers to really work with their employees on that. And, and we have some tools available to help them you know, have those conversations. Uh, but, you know, uh, as they work through that with their employees, um, you know, we'd be able to, uh, you know, continue that certification process. Had you ha- or have you at this point? I know it's brand new and just launched, but have you had much feedback from companies or, or workplaces that are interested in this? Yes, absolutely. We we actually just yesterday, as part of our um, big announcement of this program, also announced our first few uh, people who are first organizations that are really taking us up on this and that have signed up, including uh, Intel, uh, Lush Cosmetics, the Provincial Health Services Authority. 
uh, YVR, uh, as well as Solidime technology. So some companies already signing on our sort of founding members um, that are really coming out strong and making that commitment to show that they're taking that tangible action. And, and the other feedback that I'll just say that we've gotten from employers is that, you know, uh, Gen Z, millennials, you know, they're really looking for organizations that are taking a stand in combating climate change and are doing something about it and that they expect companies to do this. And so I think it's also a real attraction and retention tool in this really tough labor market that we're in. You know, every company is looking for that edge to get those great employees. And I think this can really be part of the puzzle there. And what about smaller businesses? Uh, you mentioned some of these companies that uh, have signed on and are, are ready to go ahead and do this. But for smaller businesses that are dealing with uh, still coming back from the pandemic, maybe they don't have all that many employees. Uh, they're dealing uh, with wages and increased costs. Do you anticipate that there might be not as many of the smaller companies because it would be an added cost. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, you know, uh, we are working with smaller companies to kind of understand the impact. I, you know, the other thing we've heard from employers is uh, both small and large is that some of them may be able to reduce their parking costs. You, you know, with employees maybe coming back, as you noted, just maybe a couple of days a week, maybe some employers uh, that, uh, you know, I know, uh, are, are starting to take a look at their um, uh, parking policies, how many parking spaces they have leased, and uh, they may be able to save some on the parking side and actually maybe put that towards transit passes uh, for their employees. So I think there there could be some offsetting savings. And, and I think you mentioned this or kind of how companies will deal with it, because I guess it would be easier if you've got a, a monthly pass. You can easily see what 50 percent of that is. But I'm curious, then, is it is it encouraging companies then not only for when people are coming to and from work, but using transit all of the time and that if you're using a stored value card and you're using transit to go other places, that would still potentially fall into the 50 percent? Yeah, yeah, it, it it absolutely would. I you know, I think we want folks on on transit and out of their cars as as much as possible. Um what we know is that you know, transit especially plays this critical role in moving people to and from work uh you know, around the region and about 20% of the work trips in this region are made by public transportation. So, I think certainly we're looking to target uh those work trips and and make those uh more car more uh transit trips and less car trips. But at the same time, I think you're right. I think there are going to be these ancillary benefits that we see where people are taking transit then, you know, with that pass, with their employer supporting that, perhaps uh, non-work trips as well. And can you talk a little bit about the numbers? Uh, and uh, I know that this program, uh, I believe, first of its kind in Canada, uh, Tr- uh, TransLink is also doing really well as far as getting ridership back. Uh, even anecdotally, uh, this morning on my way into the office, it was packed on uh, the Canada line. Yeah. Uh, so what what are the numbers looking like as kind of this post or, or coming out of the pandemic ridership return? Absolutely. So, you know, I'm really proud to say that TransLink is, is leading North America in ridership recovery. We're uh, right around 80, 81 percent of ridership recovery compared to pre-pandemic levels. And, uh, I, you know, some interesting trends are coming out of that. You know, week, uh, weekdays uh, are not as high as weekends. You know, on, on the weekends, ridership is back to 85, 86 percent. Uh, on weekdays, it's closer to the high 70s and kind of averages out to that 80, 81 percent number. We're also seeing differences in geographic regions. So, you know, for example, south of the Fraser uh, is over 100 percent ridership recovery. In other words, we're moving more people today 
uh, in Surrey than we were before the pandemic, which I think is absolutely incredible. And so, you know, these numbers that we're seeing, you know, it's on us, it's on TransLink to, to adjust to that. We've made some service reallocations all across the region to respond to these differences in, in geographies and how they're um, coming back to the system. Uh, and we've got to continue to respond, but we're incredibly proud, incredibly excited of the ridership recovery uh, that we're seeing now. And I think we expect that to, to continue on a, a solid upward trajectory. Does that change anything then as far as the the 2050 plan or, or even the plan for the next 10 years? I know uh, we were talking with the, the yeah. mayor's council and uh, saying that they want shovels in the ground and work to be done. Uh, but yeah. seeing that change in, in ridership, does that change any of the priorities? Oh, I, I, I don't know. that I don't think it changes any of the priorities. I think what it underscores and, and where I you know, absolutely agree with the mayor's council is, is the need for action now. The, the idea really here that there's, there's not a second to waste. Uh, we've got a great vision, a great plan with our 10-year priorities that really lays out a great vision for uh, the next 10 years of projects like doubling bus service and introducing bus rapid transit to the region. These are all big things that we want to do. Um, and as that ridership is coming back so strong, I think what it tells me is there's some real urgency behind this, some urgency to act and to move now to build those projects to set us up for the growth that we're going to have in the future uh, of this region. All right. Uh, and uh, one uh, question I didn't ask you about the, the friendly employers. Is this going to be company driven and that companies will apply to TransLink or is it employees that kind of go to their companies and say, hey, we'd really like to, to get this going? Or how do you how do you see that kind of playing out? Yeah, I, I think there are definitely some employees that are going to bring this to um, their company's attention and, and to say, hey, this is a great program. And uh, we'd like you to apply for this. I think there are other companies that are going to take the initiative on our on their own. And uh, I think it's going to happen in a couple different ways, just based on some of the conversations that I'm having so far. So we're encouraging folks to go to our website, translink.ca slash transit friendly, and, and people can get more information there. And uh, we really look forward to working with everyone on this great initiative. All right, Kevin Quinn, thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Sure. Thank you so much.